Time now for Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. An informative but laid-back approach to sports medicine on 1010XL. Yeah. Now, let's break some bones. Good Sunday morning to you. Breaking Bones is on the air. Joe C. from XL Primetime, noon to 3. Noon to 3P right here on the Superstation and Dr. George Bari of Bari Orthopedics. Gio, what's happening, man? What's up, man? Dude, it's a Sunday without any football. I know. Okay, now listen, I know that... USFL uh, is coming if you've seen all those true. commercials. There were a bunch of Super Bowl commercials about the USFL, and I guess that's the perfect time to tell somebody that, hey, you're watching the greatest players in the game compete at the highest level, but then look forward to this. This is kind of semi... How much do those guys get paid? Not a lot. Uh, you know, I wish More I More for- or less than Arena? More. I'm going to say more than Arena because they are, they hope that they'll be the kind of training ground for future NFL kind of. So they want to be like the minor league. Yeah. And and it doesn't mean Arena ball players can't make it up because they have. There have been a few, but there haven't been nearly as many. So way back when, USFL, I don't know if you remember the story because you were just a young lad. Okay, young lad growing up in Jacksonville. I might not have been born, Joe. I'm very young. When the Jacksonville Bulls were here, probably not. Uh, Anyway, the Jacksonville Bulls, that was the original USFL in the 80s, and they came in throwing big money at college football stars, and they got Herschel Walker to come from Georgia into the USFL, Jim Kelly into the USFL, Anthony Carter, a lot of these guys that were superstars later – in the National Football League, they started in the USFL because it was money being thrown around Bro, everywhere. 1984, they had the only team to have 70,000 people at the stadium. For it was right here, the Jacksonville That's, Bulls. I'm sorry, but this is more than the Jaguars have had until this season until for the past season. 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Well, at least at least the last four in seasons. In 84, which the amount of people in this town were probably 70,000. Yeah, it was probably... It was Calford back then, yeah, remember? And it. so there was, uh, I don't even know what the population was, but it was probably 600,000, you know, something like that. Uh, but Fred Bullard is the reason why they called him the Jacksonville Bulls, and he was the owner. And it was cool back then. That was the first feeling from people looking from the outside looking in that this city could support an NFL franchise. Bottom line is, this USFL <laughs> ain't that USFL no. because they're not throwing money at college kids coming out. This is definitely a developmental deal. Is Arena League worried? Uh, I, I, I think everyone has their own little niche because they're all in different cities. Remember now, the XFL is coming back too. So the XFL it's too much. You can't and, have all. I mean, this, exactly. you're saturating them. I'm with you, bro. Much. As, much as, I love, much. as much as I love football, I don't pay attention in the spring to football. I'm paying attention to maybe spring college games. It's something you put on in the background while you're doing the dishes. That is it. That is exactly And maybe young Geo might watch it. But you, me, uh, I'm guessing Jaguar fan out there, they'll watch it a little bit. But, dude, I love uh, NBA postseason, Major League Baseball, my, my, my majors and my big golf events. I'm paying attention to all those, yeah. racing, whatever it I'm is. With you. Whatever the other sports are. All right, so let's wrap up the Super Bowl real quick. Uh, if you have a sports injury – you want to hit Gio with a question, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, 641-1010, 641-1010. Just fire it up and say, hey, I woke up this morning, shoulders hurting, elbow, knee, whatever it might be. If you've got a sports injury, Doc can help you. So we come out of the Super Bowl. First off, yeah, did you overeat? I did not. I did. Did you? I ate for both of us. I crushed. You know what we had? <laughs> What'd you do? We had, now this is the son-in-law, and I don't know if you know this, but I have what 
I describe as the son-in-law power rankings. I have two. Oh, you're gonna say it out loud? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, they know it. Oh boy. Yeah, they know it. Oh boy. And I've got the son-in-law power rankings, and they, you know, they 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 have to go back and forth to try and impress pops. And, oh, I thought you were gonna give me who you like number one and like number two. Well, they go back and forth. Okay. They go up and down. All right. And so Jordan just inched up in the in the in the son-in-law power rankings because he smoked what he describes as armadillo eggs. Armadillo eggs. He takes the jalapeno. Uh huh. Flays it, puts the cream cheese with a little uh, spiciness inside there. You know, like whatever, whatever. Frank's hot, whatever he adds to it, and then wraps it with bacon and a little cheese, and then wrap that with sausage, and create wow. an, an armadillo egg. So, threw it in the smoker. So it doesn't. It's like an armadillo turd. Well, it's an armadillo egg, man, it because like. it's shaped like an egg and everything. And I'm, I'm telling you, this Is was it good. Like, it was a big hit. Was, because it was, it was wild, smoked huh? for a while. It was really, really good. So we had armadillo eggs. We had wings. We had, I mean, we just, it was nonstop. Sounds good. Yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. Uh, Italian beef. And then we ended up, we were supposed to make Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. We just had too much food. Yeah. Meatballs, sliders, all kinds of stuff. So it was good. Now, I know that Young Geo was not stoked about the Kansas City cheese. No. Going you want to know what we did? So we uh, were at Publix. I went to Publix like an hour before just to get some stuff. Yeah. And two people are walking in. With Kansas City Chiefs jerseys in the Publix, he literally stops, walks back because they're behind us, gets in front of him, goes boo. <laughs> I love you. Literally in front of I, him, I said, George, man. what are you doing? <laughs> he gonna, comes back to me. He goes, they're wearing Chiefs jerseys. I had to tell him that I don't like. Them. You're gonna you're gonna cause a dust up in the grocery store. Nine one one's gonna be called. I love that. That right there is a diehard young Jaguar fan. He is Duval through yeah, and through. That's true. That's awesome. Now I was. Happy about the Kansas City Chiefs winning from a financial point of view. Let me just put it to you that way. Ah. Because I was on the Chiefs all week long. I liked them getting the points. I liked the fact that they were really overplaying how good this defense was going to be for the Philadelphia Eagles and how good or how, how limited Pat Mahomes may be with his ankle injury. So let's get to the ankle because i got to tell you about the uh, end of the game. But the ankle, we're talking about – I still view it as a significant ankle sprain for Pat Mahomes. I mean, I think it is. He he's clearly injured. He's hobbling. You know, I don't think he's faking it. I know some people thought he's faking it, but you see him bunny hopping when he's throwing. Mm-hmm. No one is gonna. No one who's trying to win is gonna affect their throw just to pretend like they're they're faking. It, yeah, right. Because one on the text line, uh, I, I think he played it up. Uh, act like my back is hurt every time I want my wife to take the trash. <laughs> Ah, and so, uh, you know, he was playing it up, uh, and, and I, I totally agree with you. That ankle was folded yeah, over. Yeah, you're, you're not going to sit here and bunny hop on a throw and, and mess up your throw just to, so people can think that you're hurt. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. So can you, you know, play it up a little bit on the sideline? Yeah, sure. I get it. But yeah. I think in the heat of the moment, you're trying to do what you, you can do to win the game. Right. You're not going to be like, well, let me, let me hop on this foot a little bit yeah. so people think I'm hurt. And when they rolled it right there before the half, I was, I was seriously concerned. Because, like I said, points had been taken. Money was on the line. Did All you right. see the bet? All right, how much yeah. do you think? There's a bet of someone bet on DraftKings that a ball on a field goal would hit the post. Hmm. And so they bet 500 bucks. What do you think the winning would be on that? I'm gonna say that had to be. I'm just gonna guess. Ah, Twenty to one. Ten grand. So he won. He won less than that. Okay. He won twenty five hundred dollars. Still pretty, but, but I thought it would be higher, like Me you know, too. less odds or higher higher winnings yeah, to yeah. hit a post. Yeah, right. That is pretty good. Though, but it was five hundred bucks. One twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah, that's still not bad. I did one. 
Isaiah Pacheco, the running back for the Chiefs, to have more than 70 yards, to score a touchdown, and for the Chiefs to win. And that only gave me, returned me plus 600. That, uh, did you do the one that I told you about that my patient said? No, no, not, not so, the guy who was under anesthesia. So I had surgery up. on Friday, did a bunch of surgeries, and a guy woke up, and I was talking to him after. He goes, Dr. Bari, I had a dream. I said, what's the dream? He said, Kelsey scored six touchdowns. <laughs> I said, he, you had that dream? He said, yeah. So I texted Joe. I said, Joe, you heard it here first. Kelsey scored six <laughs> touchdowns. Let's put some money I want to make sure that I had that. I don't know. Maybe he had a premonition. You know, yeah, something exactly. happened. Exactly. Let's put some money That down. way, if it did happen, I was going to be like, I said it. Exactly. I called it. All right. Now, you mentioned surgery. I want to get into a few things here. Now, there's a lot of postseason surgery that's taking place. i got to hit a few of those that are significant. If we don't hit them all today, we'll hit a couple more next week because it's still kind of fascinating just to talk about how these guys, they, they, they put up with the pain, go into the offseason, and then get cleaned up, and then they hopefully have their body ready to go uh, once we get to the next season. we got Kyler Murray, which is a big one. But I want to ask you about you operating on guys. You mentioned a bunch of surgeries. You have this new ACL procedure called yes. the Bear. Yes. Give it to us. All right. So, not to show off, but I was the first one in town to do it. Love it. I think you should. Week. That's a that's a beat the drum announcement there. It's so this is funded by a lot of people, but one of the big people funding this is the NFL Players Association mm-hmm. because they ACL is a big thing in the NFL, and we're always trying to figure out how to make this surgery better. So they're funding this, and, right. and now it's out for the public. They have six. We talked about this about a year ago on our show, mm-hmm. maybe less, but it's now out maybe seven, eight months now to the public. They have six-year data. In a regular ACL reconstruction, I have to take your patella, your quadriceps, your Achilles, or a cadaver, right? right. Someone who, who donates the, their body. A tendon from one of those. A tendon from one, your body mm-hmm. to use it to reconstruct your ACL. Okay. We always say it's Rob Peter to pay Paul, right? Okay. Cut your patella tendon in half, take your hamstrings out. Cut your, your quads in half. People do well. Obviously, people are playing the NFL with Sure. It. But there's risks to it, and there's negatives to it, right? So what this is is, a, is an implant made out of cow bovine. The body loves cow tissue. grows very well with it. It's like a little mushy thing that you fill mm-hmm. with blood, mm-hmm. and you put it on top of the ACL. You stitch it on, et cetera, <clears throat> and it's supposed to use it as a scaffold so your ACL grows back to where it needs to go. So now your ACL just grew itself. So let me just jump in here real quick. You know how a vine can grab a, a lattice. That's what it is. And start to climb. Exactly what it okay. is. Okay, all right. Except it has, bio, it has inductive properties to help grow, It's Really cool. Now the studies show the retear rate on the same knee is the same as a regular ACL, which is good. You, the laxity of your knee is the same as a regular ACL, which is great. Mm-hmm. The it's contralateral tear. So we always say when you have ACL tear, you have a very high risk of tearing the other side. Okay. Is half. Oh, that's okay. that's big. Which is big. Your hamstring strength is is more, is better. And the risk of arthritis is much less with mm-hmm. this than, a, than an ACL reconstruction. We always talk about ACL tears causing arthritis. Okay. So first time it's been done in town, the surgery went great. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's way less bad things that can happen in the surgery. You know, there's a lot of bad things that can happen in the ACL. Right. That knock on wood, it doesn't happen because we're trained in it. But there's things that we know in the back of our mind mm-hmm. can can really ruin your day when you're doing ACL. So when you tell somebody, hey, this is a new procedure, mm-hmm. it's gone through uh, you know rigorous uh, studies, yeah. spe- you know whatever, uh, making sure that it that it kind of passes muster. Do they re- rehab quicker? 
So your rehab is about the same. So you have less pain, way okay. less pain. All right. Your range of motion is a little quicker. Mm-hmm. The amount of time we let you go back to play is still nine months. Okay. Right? We're not there You're yet. You're being now, practical. Maybe yeah. five, ten years more data, we can make, hey, this is faster. We don't know that yet. But right, right now, we're sticking to what we know, the tried and true of nine months, and every, it looks like everything's going well in nine months. Right. And now, this has been out for six years. or six-year data, so it isn't like it's new. But it's called Bear Implant. You can go on the website, um, search it. And they have the data's right there. You can look it up. I love but it. All right, I thought it was you... great and way less pain. And the great thing is, if you do it, and let's say you retear, you burned zero bridges. You go mm-hmm. back and do the other one. Okay, right. see that's awesome. you lose time, right? Right. But you don't lose. You just cut now instead of taking my patella. Now you got to go back and take a hamstring because you did the other one and it ripped. Sure, but you are not taking something from another portion of the body. Right. You're not and, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, which I think is huge. Now, this was uh, thrown at us on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Um, Vaughn Miller was on the Pat McAfee show uh, weekly this year in his ACL recovery, which he tore his in November. Okay? ACL recovery seemed to be moving extremely fast. Walking three days after surgery, limping but walking without crutches. Uh, talked about how much faster it was going than the, uh, how much faster it was compared to the first time that he had it torn and repaired. Now, that was back in 2013, Doc. Yeah. Uh, said it was crazy how much the surgery had advanced between his first and second time. All right. That's so, you right there. Yeah, but he didn't. Ha- so he had a regular ACL. Because right now, the gold standard is still the tried and true because we have 20 years, 30 years data on that. So right. we know. But I'll be honest, in the past 10 years, ACL technology has not skyrocketed. We have different okay. things we used to put it down, but to implant it. But it hasn't changed to the point where, in his mind, he thinks that it's really gotten better. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we are doing now is we re- we know how to do blocks better. We know how to have less pain during the surgery, and we're some people are using the accelerated protocol where he can do more things quicker. Right, and maybe that's why he feels like the technology has drastically yeah. changed. Because his first was in 2013, so basically a decade. But from 10 years ago to now, there hasn't been a drastic change in technology in the ACL. Little tweaks here and there to help improve it, but nothing so drastic. They're like, "Oh my gosh, this is now the end all, be all." Right, I got you. I got you. All right, now there were a couple of other ones, and you and I were talking a bunch about these uh, leading up to the Super Bowl, and it was just a matter of time that if uh, Lane Johnson could get through the Super Bowl with the torn adductor muscle, that he was going that he was going to have to have the surgery. And so, look. Even though we talked a ton about Mahomes and the ankle sprain, that's the, the the glamour guy. That's what everyone's paying attention to. This right tackle that went through that torn adductor back, I don't remember, you and I talked about this. This was late October, early November, and was able to put up with the pain and block the guys like Nick Bosa and and and, and, and you know all the guys that, that he was having to deal with, and now he's going to finally have surgery on that bad boy. Yeah, so the question is, you know, they do adductor really uh, – releases and they do repairs and he's getting a repair Mm -hmm. i don't do this surgeries it's not a super common surgery you probably have to go to somebody who's done more more guy who is like becomes his niche right like that's what i do because i'm really good at it right but i'll explain though what we're where we're at in the 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 groin region right anything that comes from the leg is an adductor attaches to your pubic symphysis that bone right on top of your groin right uh in that whole area Um, you're looking at probably five six months for full recovery time that's significant when you think about that, for a guy that wants to have that explosion to be able to, and he, yeah, they always get on his case of like Jawan Taylor against uh, Joey Bosa. It was driving Bosa crazy that he thought Jawan Taylor was false starting. Lane Johnson is infamous for getting that first step, but he's timing the snap perfectly, 
and maybe infamous with the guys that think there should be a flag, but he's now famous in Philly uh, for being yes. able to get it done and not and not have uh, you know laundry on the field. But you think 100% recovery? That's yeah. I mean, he should be okay. You know, sometimes they they release these things. They kind of just cut it and release it, right? Um, and then they come back in like eight weeks if that's the case. So I don't know exactly what they're doing with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they only do that in patients who have recurrent issues that that aren't getting better. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see when he comes back. If we get an idea, if they mention, oh, he's back to normal. Right. If it's just two, three months, they probably released it. If it's six months, they repaired it. Okay. Now we mentioned the Philadelphia Eagles. That's where Lane Johnson uh, is the right tackle. Eagles team physician also uh, yes. in the news. So all right. So he's not the team. He's not the team physician. He is actually the team physician for the Steelers. Oh, okay. Okay. I, Dr. I, Brad. I, went so, from, I went from Eastern PA. Uh, and it's so really here's Western that. Dr. Bra- all right. So there's this big lawsuit. It's all over the news. So we might as well discuss it, yeah. right? He won, some Eagles player won $43 million. And I had read, I don't know how true this is. So it was an Eagles player or a Steelers? No, Eagles player who went to the Steelers doctor. Okay, gotcha. I had read that he only made $10 million in the past nine years. Mm-hmm. So why his future earnings are $43 million is, is beyond me. But Pat, Dr. Bradley, very well-known Surgeon mm-hmm. up there with Dr. Andrews and Ella Trosh, been in the NFL physician for 30 years. I've met him a couple times, had nice conversations with him. He's considered one of the godfathers of being a team physician. Okay. He the guy went up there for a second opinion. I don't know what exactly happened. The guy's claiming that they missed a PCL injury or they brought him back too soon, or you know, meniscus tear. The guy, anyways, he had surgery, never was able to come back. Mm-hmm. He's claiming they made him come back too soon. I don't know the whole details, the exact details of it, but he won, got awarded $43 million. Whoa. 70% has to be paid by the surgeon, 30% by Rothman Institute, which is the hospital that the surgeon, I guess, works for. First of all, no surgeon has that money. All right, I'm going to jump in real quick. <laughs> i tell you that much. As a radio doctor, I totally agree with you. I'm going to jump in right away. <coughs> How is it that you can have a malpractice suit against a hospital and a surgeon, and the team is probably the one who wanted him back? They're saying that it's the surgeon's fault for missing it, whatever it is that he did. But this is going to be an issue. There's already articles that you can find how it's not worth it to be a team physician for a pro sport for this exact reason. Mm-hmm. You have very limited pros, right? Big con, right? You get a guy who does this, mm-hmm. who has $43 million to pay. Whoa. There's no malpractice. The highest malpractice I've ever seen offered is $3 million. Okay. Right, no, nobody has. That gives no, you a nice little kind of baseline. And most doctors don't even get that. You know, in Florida, you don't even need malpractice. You can have $250,000 in escrow and keep that for your malpractice because mm-hmm. Florida is very litigious. So people believe that if you don't even have malpractice, if you just keep that money in escrow, less likely to get frivolous lawsuits. Right? Okay. So yeah. you don't even have to have big money malpractice. But anyways, this is going to open Pandora's box because you're going to have everyone who's going to say, I did a surgery. I couldn't come back from it. Mm-hmm which happens all the time. No surgery 100%. We talk about this all the time. And they're going to find something that wow. this is why. That's a nag. And now you go, now you owe me $20 million, $30 million. Wait till these guys now from college who are mm-hmm. going to say, well, I, I could have been the first round draft pick. Yeah. Now what do you do? Right. right? It, it, now you own 20 years worth of how many millions? Right. Then they do their future earnings. Where <clears> they, they Right. And it's, good, it's going to be a problem. I think you're going to find less and less doctors willing to be part of, to be a team doctor, because right. what do you gain from it? 
right? Yeah, You're going to gain a $40 million lawsuit. Yeah, and the thing I can tell you, Doc, is I, I, I've heard some horror stories from the team side putting pressure on the physician side to say a guy is ready to go back. One of the classics, and I can't, I can't name the head coach here, but it was one of the classic lines that I ever heard, and it was Dr. Pete and Delicato. It was Florida and Miami's surgeon, and the player has his knee wrecked, and his career is in jeopardy, and the doctor goes to tell the coach that this happened and he's gone, and the head coach is heard to yell, I can't catch an effing break. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. What about this guy who had his knee right. wrecked? What do, you, what, do you, what do you think about him? I'll tell you what, we always talk about how these guys come back real fast. I probably would never be a good NFL team doctor because half these guys that come back at the, how they do, mm-hmm. I personally would be like, nope, not happening. Because right, you can't clear them. You know who's, who's licensed online? Mine. Yeah. Not yeah. the coach, not the team. It's, hey. it's the doctor's license. Right, and the other half of that? <clears throat> is the player wants to come back. Right. Why does the player want to come back? Cuz they're afraid they're going to lose their gig. Right. And then if you, but and if you let them back, if you hold them back and they get a second opinion, they say you can go play. Uh-huh. They lose your trust. Yeah. And so it's it's very difficult. It's a very difficult dynamic. All right, so let's at least go to what you're going to be doing next week, which I think is pretty Yeah. Cool. So speaking of which, I'm going to a team physicians course cuz I am the doctor for Edward Waters. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, professional the professional team doctors mm-hmm. uh, and costume doctors to go to this course and discuss how we treat these athletes. Dr. Bradley's supposed to be giving a talk. Okay, wow. I don't know if he's going to, at this point, I don't know if he's going to show up. It'll and, be an interesting and you know Q&A. What? I don't blame him if he doesn't right. show up because he's probably going to get bombarded with that, Yeah. by this law, you know, questions from a bunch of us. How do we deal if we get into this position? Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> it's supposed to be great. I mean, I think it's going to be great. Andrew is going to be there. I see Doc, and Doc again and Ella Trosh is going to be there. All mm-hmm. the, the big guys are going to be there. Go and pick their brain about certain things and just learn, you know, all the new and upcoming stuff about it. Yeah, I think that's awesome because, you know, I was talking uh, about one of the guys earlier that did uh, a procedure uh, and was messing with you, you know, just calling him the Geo of the West. And you've got those those big names that are going to be there talking. And we're and we just talked about medical advancements. The Bear ACL procedure is a medical advancement. But I would think they're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff, especially post Demar Hamlin. Yes, I'm sure him. we're going to get a talk about that. Yeah, I'm sure. By the way, there was a a lower level soccer. soccer? In Belgium. Did, did you did you see? He's this? like some amateur. He's like pro, semi pro yeah. amateur. He was a goalie who stopped a penalty kick, and then went down. And it's probably he got probably a penalty got hit in the chest. This probably happens more than we know about, but now because it happened on the news, now you know. Mm-hmm. Now that you're aware of it, you see it more. It's like kind of like. When you when you never heard about a company, you don't pay attention to the billboard, but then you hear about the company and, and you see their billboards right. everywhere. So but now, Tamar Hamlin looks like he's going to make a full recovery. This guy died. He showed up at the Super yeah. Bowl. This guy, we're talking just defending a penalty kick, yeah. and I don't I don't know if you know whether whether he took the hit. I, we don't know. Yeah. I, 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 all the all the reports said he stopped the penalty kick, and then and was, then, and then, and then was collapsed. Was taken to the hospital. And was not able to be. So revived. did he get hit in the chest or did he fall on his? I mean, who knows? Yeah, man, that is. Scary. But but think about how rare this is. Right. How many people play soccer and football throughout the world every day? Exactly. Right. And this is one guy. And it's horrible to say, you know. Yeah. But it happened. It's But one out of 100 million. Well, remember I told you about uh, a diagnosis for our daughter. It was called the Lamb disease. And it was eight in one million. Think about that. Yeah. How rare that is Very where you rare. develop these cysts, uh, you know, in the lungs and in other organs. And thank God she's, you know, come through beautifully. 
and everything seems to be good. Uh, but yeah, that's how rare something like this is. All right, now uh, I got to ask you a couple of other things that 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 we were talking about, and then I got to. I'm looking at your iPhone. I'm looking at my iPhone. Um, there's some some big security update that's going on. Is right there? Now. I got to touch on it. But here, here's another question. I got to give you. Uh, can you ask the doc about frozen shoulder and possible treatments? Uh, Texter says avid fisherman and having lots of shoulder pain and discomfort. Uh, having to throw underhanded. And, you know, if you're a dude and you're throwing underhanded, you feel like, you know, you're soft. <laughs> and what do you think about frozen The frozen shoulder, shoulder also, the, the the medical term is adhesive capsulitis. And it okay. sounds like what it is. Your shoulder is frozen. You can't move it past a certain point. It can happen from surgery, from a trauma. If you're diabetic, if you're an alcoholic, if you have thyroid, <clears throat> excuse me, thyroid disease, you have a wor- higher chance of getting it. But you can have none of those. You have no trauma, and it just pops up on its own. Mm-hmm. I've given plenty of patients who don't know, haven't done anything, and their shoulder now gets stuck. What is the treatment? Physical therapy, cortisone shot to help the pain. There are a lot of studies that say after two years of therapy, it will get better on its own. The problem is no one wants to wait. No one can no. two years. No one can pay for therapy for two years. No one can t- take time out of work for two years to do therapy. So what we do realistically, is we put you in therapy for a couple months, mm-hmm. two, three months. Right. If you are having improvement, we will continue with the therapy. If you have not had improvement or you are getting worse, we will then do a surgery, what we call manipulation under anesthesia, is we put you to sleep, we take the arm, forcibly tear the scar tissue by pushing on it while you're asleep because you won't like it if you're awake. Yeah, I would say. Then we put a camera in there and we cut the scar tissue out. You wear a sling for a couple of days, you begin therapy immediately. And cross our fingers, you get full range of motion. Not everybody gets full range of motion after, mm-hmm. but you will, you should be able to get enough to where you do what you want. It doesn't matter anymore at that point. The risk of a manipulation under anesthesia is breaking your bone, right? You're pushing against your arm that doesn't want to move, and you got to try to crack that scar tissue. Well, the bone can crack. Knock on wood, I've never had it happen, but it is a complication that I warn patients about. Yeah. That, listen, I may break your bone. Because it's do- pretty serious. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm pushing on something on your bone that doesn't want to move. Right. So it can snap, especially if you're osteoporotic. Never happened before to me, but it is a risk. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that you explained manipulation under anesthesia because I went through that one time. It's a totally different scenario and setting. It was it was a German war camp. I mean, it was a totally different deal. <laughs> but manipulation under anesthesia, it can be a little freaky. Yeah. I'm just glad that you explained that. All right, now listen, that's what we're all about here. We try and help. We try and instruct. Now, Apple is trying to instruct us to do an update. Do you ever worry when Apple forces updates on you that they're trying to do something to get a little closer to you with personal information? Yeah. Because sometimes, listen, I will fi- I will fire the conspiracy cannon from mm-hmm. time to yeah. time. I will say this. I am I love I love a good conspiracy. I love reading them all. I do think that we shouldn't trust anybody with their information because they're all BSers. Mm-hmm. But I will say the fact, and this maybe sounds horrible, but right. this was horrible and also good at the same time, if, if you hear what I'm saying. Remember years ago, there was a guy that the FBI was trying to get into his iPhone. I don't remember for what. I do remember that. And it took him like three months to get in. Yeah. And they kept asking Apple. I was like, nope, we're not helping you. You got to figure it out yourself because our whole, if we give you this, we're going to lose all credibility. I tend, I, I understand what they were doing. It was all over the news. Oh, my gosh. I was complaining big. about it. And then they finally did, and they didn't find it. So it made me feel a little better yeah. about my information. But, you know, who knows? All you need is a different CEO or, you know, something yeah. else changes and- and then your information is gone in a second. Well, here, here's what they're telling you, okay? Now, this is, they make it sound so exciting when you're going to get an update. Uh, this is the 16.3.1. Um, 
It brings a redesigned lock screen with new ways to customize and widgets for information at a glance. Uh, at a glance, link your lock screen to a focus and use focus filters to filter out distracting content in apps. Big updates to messages uh, let you edit or unsend a message. I, wouldn't you like to unsend Oh, a yeah, message? you can unsend messages. You don't yeah. have that one? I got that update. You do have that? But So I did it once to, to see what it was about, but it will say message unsent, so the yeah. person will know... They're like, what'd you just send? You unsent it. And but does it does it show the actual No. It will if if I send you a message and then click delete message, it will delete from your end. Yeah. But it will say George Barry deleted a message. Okay, how much time do you have I don't to know. do that? I don't know the answer. <laughs> because the other part of it, have you ever seen the uh, I'd like to recall the email message? No, they have that? Oh yeah. But it still shows the email message. Huh. But I'd like to recall it. Well you you, listen, there have been some horror stories uh, nice. of people sending emails to the wrong people. Oh, yeah. But I do, I want to know, I just want to know if this is foolproof. But I want to know what the, like, do you have five, four, three, two, one? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good <laughs> because, question. Yeah, because I would think once it goes through, it goes through. And you know what else? We're through. Yeah. We're out of here, Doc. Tell them how they can find us. Instagram, Dr. George Barry. I'm going to put that bear procedure on. Give me like a week or two. We've got to do some edits, but we're going to put it on, the, on the Instagram so you guys can see it. All right. Check that out. AmbariOrthopedics.com. Have a great Sunday. You've been listening to Breaking Bones with Dr. George Barry and Joe C. on 1010XL.